starting first with the business news. Well, New Zealand's productivity is one of the worst among developed economies and needs serious long-term commitment and investment to turn it around. That's the view of a new report from the Productivity Commission, which has just released a study showing the growth in productivity achieved in recent decades has been achieved by more New Zealanders working longer hours. The Commission's chair, Ganesh Nana, says the country's productivity record leaves a lot to be desired. And it's taking a toll not just on economic output, but also personal well-being. He says a new focus is needed. We're very good at producing stuff, um, but the challenge in front of us is to look at the how we are producing it. We are not um, take, making good decisions. We are producing stuff, more stuff by uh, putting more people in work, getting them working longer hours, um, uh, making bad decisions about how we are uh, using up our environmental resources, uh, and all of that is not sustainable for the long term. Uh, we need to start thinking carefully about how we're producing rather than what and how much. How are we producing? How are we looking after the things that we are using to produce stuff and the things that we are using as our people? Um, we need to ensure that we're looking after them, actually encouraging them to work less hours, investing in better machinery and equipment and IT and investing in R&D to do, uh, investigate new ways of doing things and and. Uh, also uh, invest in our land and our water to to look after that that legacy so that those opportunities are available for future generations. That's the chair of the Productivity Commission, uh, Ganesh Nana, and the full report is available on the Commission's website. An investment fund manager says the government's proposal to lift the trust tax rate will have a big impact on investors who use family trusts for their investment assets. The trustee tax rate set to increase from 33 to 39% from April next year to be in line with the highest personal tax rate. Nico Asset Management's local managing director, Stuart Williams, says investors are already looking at lessening the potential impact on their returns. He says one way to do so is via portfolio investment entity structures, otherwise known as pie structures, where the top tax rate is 28%. He says investors are realising the impact of the widening gap between the trust and the pie tax. It's probably important just to remember too that you know we already had a gap, uh, so 33 cents in the dollar of tax to 28 cents in the dollar that the government deliberately set. So I'm assuming that they deliberately set that back in the day to encourage investment and investment via um, you know things like pies. So it is definitely a bad thing. You've got, I guess, the at face value might think it's not a big percentage change, but when you compound that up over people's investing lifetimes, then the net amount of money uh, that you have to live on is uh, you know materially reduced. So I guess the key point out of this, to put it into dollars and cents, is if you're investing via a trust and it was to go to 39 cents in the dollar of tax versus the pie, then the difference on a million-dollar investment with the same return would be about $6,600 less in the hand if you're not investing via the pie structure. Stuart Williams says investment advisors are always looking to add value to clients. And he is from Nico Asset Management. The arrival of a new global financial services app in New Zealand may help more people to keep track on their spending. 
Revolut, one of the UK's most valuable fintech firms, has launched a local operation after a one-year trial. It has more than 26,000 people already on its wait list. The app, which holds money in an account with a mainstream bank, offers free currency exchange and has partnered with MasterCard to offer transactions. Revolut's head of New Zealand, Georgia Grange, says the app also offers budgeting tools to help people keep a close eye on their spending. To help reduce some of that anxiety when they're looking through their budgeting and analytics, we want to get ahead of it and give Kiwis the opportunity to put, say, spending limits. So maybe you've gone over your coffee limit or you're about to. Kiwis can set their app up so that we don't let that happen in the first place. And we can also set up a notification so that when customers are out and about, maybe I have my ninth coffee out of 10 this week or something like that and I'll get a timely notification to give me a heads up, and I know I've only got my one left. That's Georgia Grange, the head of operations in New Zealand for Revolut. Our Reserve Bank of Australia has its monthly interest rate meeting tomorrow, and financial markets are uncertain whether it will deliver another rate rise. The RBA confounded analysts last time with a surprise 25 basis point rise and talk that further increases might be needed to combat sticky inflation. Chief Executive of trading platform XM.com in Australia, Peter Maguire, says it could go either way. We've got about a 37% probability of another 25 basis point hike. Uh, Analysts have been proven wrong the last two months. So are we going to see a trifecta and they're going to be proven wrong again and the RBA goes against consensus? So, uh, yeah, jury's out at the moment. Last week, official numbers showed Australia's headline inflation rate slowing in May to 5.6%. That was the lowest since April last year, although core inflation, stripping out the volatile measures, remained stubbornly high at 6.4% annual rate. Let's see how markets have started the week. I'm joined by Michael Grace of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, Michael. Good afternoon, Giles. How are you? I am well, and more to the point, how is the local share market faring at the start of the school holidays? Well, it has been a start, a subdued start to the, the first trading day of July, Giles, and indeed uh, the first day of the school holidays. The NZX50 is currently unchanged at 11,911. Today's movers include Bladder Cancer Diagnostic Company Pacific Edge, which is up 3.45% to $0.09. Cents. Travel booking company Circo is up 2.7% to $3.85. And KMD Brands is up 1% to $1.01. And the red today, Oceania Health is down 1.3% to $0.76. Cents. A2 Milk is down 1.3% to $5.28. And Sky TV is down 2% to Uh, 20-odd minutes into the uh, share trading in Australia. What's the ASX looking like? Yes, shortly after the open, the ASX 200 is in positive territory, uh, but virtually unchanged, up 11 points or 0.16% to 7,214. Lithium miner IGO is up 2.4% to $15.56. Newcrest Mining is up 2.2% to $27. And Sarah Resources is up 1.7% to $0.92. Cents. Conversely, Woolworths is down 0.9% to $3.49. Cleanaway is down 1% to $2.56, and Link Administration is down 4% to $1.60. Which takes us to the New Zealand dollar. 
Yeah, the Kiwi is stronger against all our major trading partners today and is currently buying 61.33 US cents, 92 even Australian cents, 48.31 British pence, 56.23 Euro cents, 88.54 Japanese yen and 4.44 Chinese yuan. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. The 90-day bank bill is down one basis point to 5.73%. Brent crude is at $75.14 a barrel. And gold is at $1,917 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Michael Grace from Jardin Securities. A couple of other items of business news this lunch hour. Honey producer and exporter Comvita has signed a long-term partnership with one of Chinese, China's largest retail chains, with more than 100 supermarkets across China. Convita chief executive says the deal with the Ole chain has been signed during the uh, business delegation there last week. It should grow Convita's reach and could be worth many millions of dollars. We should note Convita is in a trading halt uh, while more detail on that deal is forthcoming. An insurance company, Tower, is selling its Solomon Islands business as it reshapes its Pacific operations. The small business generated just under $3 million worth of premiums written in the past year and a profit of about $100,000. The buyer is Trans-Pacific, which has operations in Papua New Guinea. The deal is worth about $17 million Solomon Island dollars. I don't have a New Zealand conversion on that one at the moment. And the number of building consents issued uh, last month down 2.2% second month in a row, uh, with the number issued down 11% on a year ago. Business news and numbers updated for you around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, that's business.